We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, joined by Anthony Simons, Trailblazers guard. And thanks for joining us, man. Um, always, always glad to be here, with Danny. <laughs> it's been been four years almost of this now. Um, but what's crazy is for those first four years, there was a lot of steadiness, there was a lot of consistency, and for the first time in your career, there's real fundamental change in the organization at the top in the roster. Uh, obviously, CJ has, has been moved. Norman Powell has been moved. Robert Covington has been moved. Um, and uh, interim GM Joe Cronin has, has specifically called you out as, as clearing a path for you and your development. When you look at this right now at this point in your career, uh, getting ready to be a restricted free agent, what does that mean to have um, the organization have that kind of faith in you? Um, yeah, it feels great. Um, just knowing that like you said, they believe in me and, um, you know, just having that reassurance that, you know, organization believes in me and they want to see me do great and want to see me grow as a player. Um, so that gives me, you know, a kind of extra confidence, extra battery to go out there and want to, want to play my best each and every night. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Um, knowing that, you know, they believe in me that much. With that belief, there's, there's going to be some bumps as, as, Joe Cronin said they're in a transitionary period and they're more looking to gear towards next year in the roster. Very guard heavy right now. If you look at it right now, there's nine guards on the roster, not as maybe as optimal as, as you'd like it right now. But again, you're going to be the focus point when you're looking at, you've got what a handful of games before the all-star break when we're recording this, uh, you get a little bit of time off and then you get that last push for the end of the season between now and the end of the season. What is it that you're specifically looking to work on? You want to get your body right, want to get your mind right from the all-star break. When you make that final push, what part of your game on both sides of the floor specifically are you looking to target? Uh, I mean, just continue to get better at, you know, playmaking and getting to the rim. Um, you know, just working on all aspects of my game and also just being used to playing heavy minutes. Um, that's probably the most, I would say probably the most challenging about playing now is just each and every night you're starting you the focal point and being able to grasp everything so fast and just continue to be consistent with um everything that I'm doing like you know taking care of my body and stuff and just 
um, focusing on each and every game. Um, I think when I was coming off the bench, I knew I was only playing like 20, 20 minutes, 25 at the most. So it wasn't that bad. Um, but now I'm playing 30, 37 now, even 40 sometimes. So um, I have to be that much more locked in and um, on point with everything that I'm doing. So um, I think that's just gearing me up towards, you know, hopefully next year just um, being ready for it when it's real, uh, when it's like you know, everybody's back and healthy and uh, we get the ball rolling in. You mentioned something there, being at the top of scouting reports. What has that transition kind of been like for you? Because guys know that, you, that you're a shooter in the league, that what, that's what you want to do. But now you're not just a, sh- a shooter. You're a primary initiator. You're that pick-and-roll ball handler. You're getting downhill. You're setting guys up. What has it been like to go from the you know third, fourth guy in the scouting report to where you're – your name, your picture is on the top of that scouting report each and every night. No, it's been it's been, you know, difficult at times and just it's been fun at all in all because um it's just having that, you know, people actually like really paying attention to what you do now. And it's you can tell when you guys are on the court, like, okay, they they're trying to take things away from me now that I, you know, most likely would have got, you know, two months ago easily because, you know what I mean, they wasn't worried about me as much. So um it's been cool to kind of play the chess game of, you know, during the game of just figuring out what I can get and what I can't get. Um, so it's been cool. Like each and every, like, I mean, what was one of the, one of the first things you noticed that they were trying to take away from you? I mean, obviously take away my pick and roll threes. Um, you know, they kind of been playing me just like how they play Dane. Um, so it's not like I haven't seen it before, but actually experiencing it is, is always, it's always great because, um, that was stuff you can't, you know, a lot of people don't get. And that's a, that's a very, very good lesson to learn, especially right now for me is just to continue to grow into, um, being able to overcome each and every obstacle that the defense throws at me. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis 
analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. So you're you're trying to take on to, to be that mantle, that primary initiator, be in those shoes that Dame is in. Uh, stringing out a defense when they throw those traps at you, getting downhill, breaking traps, breaking presses, either off the bounce or, or, or off the dribble. When you get into the summer, what is that thing when you're going into next season? You're like, this is the thing that I know I have to get right or I have to improve to take that next step to not replace CJ, but to create your own legacy, to build your own path forward to where you're on those those stepping stones to working towards to being a starter being a star working towards an all-star level like those the like you said the next steps that kind of come within succession i just i mean going into it just continue to get better with my get better with playmaking continue to you know get more comfortable in reading every single defense of what they throw at me and you know at, at some point i want it to be almost like clockwork of saying oh they're doing this doing that Almost like how you know Chris Paul does it. Like he's just like he reads the defenses like nobody else in the league. Um, next to like LeBron or somebody. Like, but you know that's the that's the point I want to get at. And, and you know this year is a great year for me to learn how to how to do that. And then obviously Chauncey's been helping me out. He's been through it before, so um, it's nobody greater to have you know teaching you um, than him. And obviously other coaches as well. So. Um, just like I said, throughout the summer, I'm just going to continue to do that, work on my playmaking, um, continue to work on shooting off the dribble. Um, you know, because a lot of teams are starting to switch on me. So I'm being able to knock down, you know, uh, off the dribble jump shots. So uh, I think all in all, I think continue to do what I've been doing. And um, I think you can just become good and become great at everything. You, you mentioned working on those switches. I was looking at some second spectrum data the other day and your, your, your pick and roll data since basically the beginning of the year, when you took a, this, this role in pick and rolls in isolations, or when you're, you're taking shots, your effective field goal percentage is through the roof. It's one of the highest in the league. Um, it has been, a, you've had a tremendous um, period really since you, you took over. But one of the things that I noticed was against switches, that was the one place that you fell behind. Is that something that you're actively, that's, that's the thing you're looking at and going, I need to figure out when, where, how I need to exploit those, those mismatches when they come on the floor for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, yeah, I, like I said, I recognize like now that like a lot of people are switching. So um, when I get those, when get those um, switches, I think, Seeing how the how the defense is set up, who I want to move around, um, what shots I want to take, what shots are more comfortable for me, um, that I know it's in rhythm instead of just taking a shot that's you know I think he's giving me, instead of just having you know a couple shots or a couple moves that you know I'm I'm comfortable and I know I've worked worked enough on it to make them, and um, those are the things that I'm thinking about you know going to the offseason. Obviously, right now it's just how can I be effective, you know the most when I get those switches talking about this whole period, this, this month, I'm sure you've probably seen the stat by now, the month you mm -hmm. had in January, 23.6 assists. You joined a list of two players in trailblazers history 
who have put up a month with more than you know a game played. <laughs> you know, the, you got to put those yeah. weird qualifiers on it. But you had one of the best months in Trailblazers history, as far as uh, like stepping into that. Nobody else has ever done that. Damian Lillard, Clyde Drexler, and you. When that kind of stuff, when you see that your ability to kind of put that kind of production, and the thing was, your shooting splits, you put up 46, 43, 88 in the month. And I remember when we had you on to start the season, one of your big goals, you said, I want to get my field goal percentage up. I want to, I want to be in that 45, 46% range. When you have a month like that, when you have 15 games like that, does that just solidify where you're at in your mind and go, I can do this? Because you and I, over the years, we've talked about it, your your ability to to succeed your 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 game has depended so much on your confidence has did that kind of just solidify that yes you belong and you can do that at that level yeah for sure um you know i've always believed in it i just you know it's great to be able to you know live it and and being able to you know see myself have continuous like success and um no it's been it's been it's been great like that last month like um, I always knew I could score the ball um, when I able to, you know, get the opportunity to, to be aggressive and and throughout the stretch of a whole game, I had a ball in my hand. I think I've always knew that I was going to be able to be effective, and um, I, I'm glad like that past month that I was able to show it. Um, you know, have like you know the best stretch in my career. One of the things that I think kind of unlocked this for you. And I, I've told this before because, you know, when, when I was doing Outsiders, I was there pregame watching you guys go through pregame workout over and over again. And one thing that always stood out for me when you, were, when you would work with Jim, with Moran, was you spent so much time working on the highest, most ridiculous floaters I had ever <laughs> seen. And it was over and over. I remember talking like... It's like when he hits it, man, it is just money. But like I could see the frustration in, in year two and year three when you were going through those sometimes and Jim would just kind of hey, stick with it, work, keep working, keep working. Now you look at your numbers. Now you would, you don't have the volume of a Kevin Durant or a Chris Paul mm-hmm. or what, but your efficiency, you were there. You were, you were around 50% depending on what day I look at the numbers in that, you know, non-restricted area paint, mid-range, floater range. What has that development progress been like for you when, you know, you said you needed to work on your aggression towards the rim and setting things up and finding that in-between game? What has that progression been for you, like, over these last couple of years? No, it's been great. Like, with the floaters, like, I've honestly, like, I've honestly been shooting floaters since I can remember. Um, you know, my, like, I always tell people my dad like instilled in me like from an early age um, that there was going to be seven footers in the rim <laughs> by the rims just standing there waiting for me. So I never really tried to get like at the rim. So I've always just shot floaters and shot the first shot that was available. And I think now that I'm, I'm growing, I, I see that I need to be able to get to the rim. So that's the thing that I've been working on the most. Um, and like you said, like through the first first two years like the floaters were frustrating because that was my comfort zone and I wasn't making them so I was being very very frustrated about that and shooting mid-ranges like I've been I've been doing shooting mid-ranges and shooting floaters that's 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 my comfortable space but getting actually to the rim um doing reverses doing underhands like those stuff kind of developed over the past couple years of just continuing to work at it and um you know, I've still got a long way to go with that, but I think I've been, I've been, I've been doing pretty well of 
you know, receiving receiving the criticism uh, from my coaches and saying that you need to get to the rim more. And I think I've been applying it, you know, instantly uh, pretty well. So um, I think I just got to continue to work and keep continue to get better at it throughout these, you know, last games. You said something there when you've been applying it instantly, and you've talked about wanting what Coach Bellops Chauncey to, to coach you hard. One thing I've noticed, really, particularly over the last eight, ten games, is you've gone Dame esque in the sense of kind of feeling things out, not really looking to force the action, getting Nurk involved, letting him kind of set the tone, and then in second halves, particularly fourth quarters, all of a sudden you go from floating around the perimeter, just kind of picking your spots to aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. Is that Chauncey coming out of halftime or the assistant coaches coming to halftime saying, hey, I need you to get two feet in the paint. I need you to be more aggressive. Or is that you looking at it and going, okay, it's my time. I need to be a more aggressive. Or is it just kind of a combination of all that? Yeah, yeah it's a combination. Just um, first, I've just based off watching Dane play, like learning from him. He's all. He always says like that first quarter is always his filling out process of how they guard every every action and stuff. So he just shooting shooting the shots here, shooting the shots there, filling out how they guard them throughout the first quarter. Even maybe second quarter be a little aggressive, and then third and fourth, that's when you go. You know exactly what they're doing on each action, and now you're just being completely aggressive. Um, he took not not saying like I'm just being overly passive the first half. I'm still shooting shots, but mm-hmm. it's just it, you take it up a notch when you finally get that idea of you know how to garden everything so um no i've just been carrying it out you know my coach has been helping me out on that stuff as well one second one second one second second. okay there we go um you know my coach has been helping me out as well just saying it's fine and obviously you know past couple games i've been aiming shooting the ball well like that in the first half um i was frustrated about that but uh somehow i just calmed myself down and you know, the second half, everything just levels out. I mean, um, you know, everything's going to even out eventually. Uh, no matter how how bad it starts, it's always going to end in the way I want it to be. So, um, you know, I think I, it's, it shows a lot that, you know, I've been, you know, pulling it through in the second second half after having a tough staff because you know, a lot of people just just give up on the, on, the, on the game if, you know, stuff aren't going that way, their way in the first half. So what has it been like for you? Because we, we, we've talked again over the years about how you've been so flat. Not, I don't want to say emotionless, but you're just even keel. Over the last 30 days, I have seen you more frustrated, more outwardly emotional than your entire career combined. And I could see the frustration in, in that first half of that Laker game when things weren't really going well. And you come out in that second half, boom, three. Boom, three, get down the floor, attack the rim, and then you get you go from four points in the first half and 25 in the second. When emotionally, what has that growth been like for you? Because it's been so accelerated. Yeah, just, you know, you're in the, I'm in the game a lot more. I'm so I'm so involved that, you know, you get tied into it emotionally because you wanna you wanna succeed and you wanna you wanna win the game like really like really bad because you you put it on yourself like that, you know, I'm the guy on the team. I need to get my team into a win or give us the opportunity to win. So um, if I'm not performing well, then I'm just frustrated because I feel like I'm letting the team down. And so um, then like at halftime, I go and calm myself down in the corner and just uh, let myself know it's all right. Um, You got a second half left and 
Um, I go out there with a, with a clear mind again, like the game just restarted and go out there and, and, and go full throttle and be even more aggressive. Um, and, you know, it, it's been working out for me um, doing that. One of the things that I, I think a lot of people had questions on coming into this season was, can Anthony Simons be a primary ball handler or is he just a score first guard? You spent last summer working on your ball handling, working on your distribution. That was the thing that you really told me you were honing in on. What has it been like for you to see that kind of come together? Oh, it's been, it's been, um, my dad said it's been shocking to him. <laughs> he said he would, he never expected me to, you know, be able to, to pass like this. So, but I mean, like even through like training camp, I've been working with uh, one of my coach, Coach Hess. Uh, we just watch film every day and, and dissect each and every, every pick and roll I have each every drive and which reads I need to make in. Um, I mean, he always, he always tells me how like a lot of people can't see something and apply it instantly. And he said, um, he said, he's one of the few players that can. And um, I just try to do that each and every time. And if it doesn't matter of making a corner pass, I'm, I'm going at the opportunity the next time I'm trying to make it a pass anyway. So I think that's been, that's been the best part is just watching film and, and applying it instantly. And I think that's been helping me out a lot is knowing where the defense is supposed to be, um, knowing where my teammate is and just, you know, trusting, trusting all the work you put in, all the film you watch and, um, you know, seeing it, seeing it come to life. Um, I've always thought I can, I had the ability to pass. Like I always can make passes with both hands. Just I could, I could never really see it. At first, I can make the passes like left hand over the top. I can always do that stuff, but I never really saw it, saw it, the play in general. So um, I never really understood how to make those passes. So, are you watching Tate differently now that you're that that lead ball handler? Yeah, for sure. Just now, I'm it's it's mostly focused on who's guarding me, how they guard other people, um, what can you do to to get a foul on them. Um, how can you attack them? What do they, what areas are they struggling on defense? That's like what I'm watching now before it was just watching my clips and what I need to do better. Now I'm watching the other team the most of the time, just seeing what I can do because, you know, I'm, I'm not really, I got a long way to go, but I'm at the point where now it's just, it's more about who I'm playing than, than, than me fixing all these clips of me missing 500 passes. <laughs> What has it been like to take on and have teams throw challenging assignments at you, whether it be a tough on-ball defender um, or to switch a, a longer perimeter defender on you to deny the things that you want to do? What is that when you're in game and you're making your adjustments as a playmaker, you've talked about wanting to get two feet into the paint and find those corner passes. But uh, let's, let's go back to the Miami game in Portland before you guys went out on that trip, and they were just in passing lanes like crazy, just disrupting things. When you see that, when you see those kind of coverages and how they play, what can you take from that in the in the game tape and learn and, and kind of hold for next time so you don't either make those mistakes or you learn from mistakes or you kind of evolve uh, your gameplay? It just seeing – who you want to attack. I think that's a lot of things that Chauncey's been been harping on is we need to get certain people in actions when we need we need good shots. So um just learning on the fly in the in the game of who you want to pick out, 
call a screen, get somebody away, or you know, run somebody through just to just to confuse the defense um, instead of just you know kind of standing and watching and you know calling in one person. I think that's the thing we've been working on most is just having constant movement. Um, so team like t- good teams like Miami are always gonna you know pick up on things when things are stagnant, just sitting there waiting on us. So and even the Bucks, the Bucks do this, do it really well. So um, I think we're working on just you know getting everybody moving, um, moving. And just throw different actions at them. Um, I think that's that's been mostly what we've been trying to trying to do. Um, they've been trying to get me to see. If you take one thing from Chauncey that he's tried to up, up, you know apply to you, and you're you're trying to apply to your point guard play, what's that one thing? Uh, I would say mostly it would be definitely talk just being more vocal out there and um, having a voice, uh, making sure they constantly hear you. Um, I think that's the one thing he's, he's, he's got on me a lot about and just seeing the game, picking out who you want to, who you want to action. Like he's, he's really most like at some points during the game, like I literally just, he literally just tells me what to do every time. Like <laughs> when I'm going down the court, I look at him, he says, go get him. And I just go get him and, now I'm seeing what he's talking about, and we just go from there. So it's kind of like a constant communication of who, you know, we want in action and you know what we want to do. So it's been it's been great being coached by him. He's he's taught me a lot for sure. Just the idea of how he saw the game as a pro, kind of imparting that on you. Yeah, for sure. Just you know, he's a player, so he thinks like a point guard when he's coaching, um, and so he's he's like in the game with us as a, as a point guard. And he's just telling me exactly what he's, what he's been through and what he sees. All right. Well, Hey man, I don't want to take any more of your time because you've got a uh, game coming up here tomorrow and then you a few more, and then you get a little bit of rest, man, <laughs> <It's a> much <laughs> deserved rest. Oh, go ahead, buddy. I always appreciate it. You know, all-star break for getting a little break before, but now I'm appreciating more this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I appreciate you joining us, man. Good luck the rest of the season, man. Uh, stay healthy, and we'll catch back up with you this summer. And, uh, again, thanks, man. You take care, and we'll talk soon, all right? No, I appreciate it, Danny. Always good seeing you, my guy. You too, brother. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.